Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast. The podcast that explores the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Let's imagine that it is the 2070s you are living in America, in a small town, let's call it Huntsville. And you recently have gone through a number of very difficult times. Disease has been spreading. War is looming on the horizon. Jobs are hard to come by. For the common worker, life is not easy. Inflation is skyrocketing. The politicians in the United States say that they're fighting for the common people, but they're putting more money into corporations than they are education or welfare. Life has become very difficult. And then news goes around the town that there is a new company moving to your little part of Appalachia. West Tech. High tech facilities. And rumors start to spread in the community. You hear from your neighbor, Bob, that he heard from somebody else down at the pool hall that West Tech was responsible for some of the most cutting edge technology used by the United States military in order to protect and serve the people of this country. And then Bob's wife, Jane, mentions that she heard they had something to do with trying to eradicate the Great Plague. Other people you've run into, though, have a little bit of a different take on it. They're a little bit more skeptical. Maybe they were trying to eradicate the plague because they had something to do with it starting in the first place. There's a lot of misinformation, a lot of confusion. But the thing that you know is that you specifically have had a hard time providing for your family because you've been out of work and there is not enough work in Huntsville. And with a new state-of-the-art facility, you have the opportunity to get a job. And that's exactly what happens. Many of the people you know in this town are all of a sudden employed for the first time in a long time. Some of them are middle management. Jim, your other neighbor down the street, has a degree in engineering. And he has a job again. They're hiring scientists and engineers, middle managers, Janitors, mechanics, people to take care of the facilities. There's work for people of all sorts of different levels of education, different backgrounds and experiences. And for the first time in a long time, the city of Huntsville is thriving. It's like a renaissance. People are employed. They're happy to go to work because they can provide for their families. And everything would be great for you and your community. If only there was enough food. The year is 2075, and people have been rioting over a lack of food. There's just not enough to go around. And now that you're working at this West Tech Research Center in Huntsville, you learn that some of the things they're working on are actually going to help solve that problem. They have this pan-immunity virun project which leads you to believe that maybe they had something to do with helping to get rid of the plague. 
But that was a few decades before this, and now the major issue is that there just isn't enough to eat. So, if they can take this pan-immunity viron and figure out ways of mutating food in order to create more food so that nobody has to be hungry, then that sounds good to you. And so you keep doing your job, you keep on working at this research facility, and everything seems like it's coming along. Some of your neighbors are farmers, and they've recently increased the amount of land that they're using in order to grow crops. It seems that there was a big investment made in the local farmers from West Tech in order to try out some of these solutions. So everything looks like it's going great. And then all of a sudden, those projects stop. And you don't know why. You're not one of the researchers. You're not one of the engineers. You just work in the facilities and help set things up or tear things down, clean up the rooms, and you're kind of a glorified janitor. So they don't tell you why they're changing the research, but you know that it is changing. And instead of focusing on food, they seem to be now focusing on other ways to use this virus. But they don't tell you what's happening exactly. You and your family get ready for the winter of 2075 and 2076. You celebrate the holidays, Halloween, Thanksgiving. There isn't as much food to go around as you had hoped earlier that year when you knew that they would be working on growing more food. But you make it work. Christmas time comes. Winter sets in. The new year starts. Everybody celebrates 2076. And then all of a sudden, news starts getting around early in the year, February. People are coming down with a a flu. And your mind goes back to the plague that happened in the 2050s. Could this be something similar? Has this any connection to the West Tech facility? No, it doesn't seem like it's the same thing. It's a flu. It's the winter. Colds go around. So you put it out of your mind. You think, oh, some people are getting flus. Let's be careful. Everybody wash your hands. Be careful about going out. If you get sick, don't don't go spread it. News gets around the community. Be careful. You know, Take precautions. Wear masks. Don't spread the flu. And before too long, things begin to escalate. More and more people you hear, have come down with this strange flu. And it's not severe. There, It doesn't seem like something out of the ordinary. But before you know it, people start disappearing. You hear about another guy down the street from you who you didn't know very well, but it turns out that he was sick. And last thing he said to his wife was that, He was going to go knock on the door of West Tech, see if they knew anything about this and if they might have a a cure for somebody like him, because the flu was hanging on a little bit longer than it should. He didn't come home. And he wasn't the only one. A few other people who had been symptomatic were not returning to their homes after leaving of their own accord. And then the guards started to show up. And this was particularly strange to you because 
these were not United States police officers or military. These were West Tech security. And they began to quarantine the town. You were told to not leave your houses. And by all means, do not take any of the roads out of your little village. It wasn't very big. But you couldn't go anywhere. And you didn't understand what was actually happening here. The guards on the edges of the town were not only armed to the teeth, but they were also wearing hazmat suits, which didn't bode well. There was something going on now, for sure, with this flu. It was more than just a flu. By this point, you and everyone else who worked at the facility but lived in Huntsville stopped going to work. You started to panic. Some of your other neighbors tried to get out through the quarantine, through the guards, and they used lethal force. This was not right. They cut off your phone lines. You had no way of getting out or finding out about what was going on beyond this quarantine. And people began to panic some more. So many began to panic that eventually the military showed up. And your first thought was, okay, good. They're going to do something. They're going to take care of West Tech and whatever madness this is. And maybe we can actually get some answers. But instead of answers, they bolstered the security force, keeping everybody in the town. By the summer of 2076, what seemed like a good situation, what seemed like an opportunity that would bring food and abundance to this community, money for people to support their families, had now turned all the way around. And you and your neighbors felt like prisoners inside of this village. You weren't allowed to leave, but they didn't keep you from talking with your neighbors, from congregating. And so your neighborhood brought everyone together one night. And you noticed there were way more people in the community, in your neighborhood, than you had realized coming down with the flu. And some of them were not getting better. Everybody kept their distances. Everybody wore masks. Everybody talked in hushed tones about what was actually going on. And there was rumor that maybe West Tech was behind this flu. But how could they have done that? Why would they have gotten the community sick? These were their own workers. How does that make any sense? There was a lot of emotion at that meeting. Confusion. People were upset. But you happen to notice that one of your neighbors, Susan, who lived down at the end of the block, seemed like she had been losing some of her hair. She was wearing a hat. She normally didn't wear hats. She was such a nice, pleasant person. But in that meeting, she was strangely aggressive. And her husband had to take her home early. You went home that night very concerned. You talked with your spouse about how there needed to be a solution to this. There needed to be a reason why this was happening. And you couldn't understand why this would happen to you. The next day, word got out that Susan had snapped on the way home from that meeting. She was so incensed that she rushed the barricade 
And not only did she rush the barricade, as if she wasn't just trying to escape, but she openly attacked some of the guards and was gunned down. Susan, she brought you muffins when you moved into the community. She was one of the nicest neighbors you had known. What was going on? By the end of the summer, things had just only become worse. People were now staying in their homes. They were avoiding each other. And communication basically only happened over the fences from one neighbor to another. People weren't even meeting in person. They were just communicating by phone calls, not even seeing each other face to face. And you started to keep count of how many people not only were sick, but either had disappeared or were known to have snapped like a switch was flipped in their brains. And all of a sudden they went ballistic, attacking the people around them, attacking the guards, desperately trying to leave or just lash out in anger. Eventually, even the people that you were still talking to on the phone either stopped answering or word got to you that they were among the numbers of people who had snapped. By the fall of that year, you had realized that this was a full-on pandemic event of some sort. Something was affecting the people around you. And it almost 100% had something to do with the Westec facility. The place that you had worked. The place that you thought was going to revitalize this community. The number of people that you could stay in contact with had dwindled to a very, very small number of people. By about the end of that year, you started to notice something strange happening with yourself. You didn't have flu symptoms. The first sign of it was a strange change to some of the skin on one of your arms and eventually other growths in other locations. Painful boils and blisters and other abnormalities. You couldn't stop itching. And not only did you feel physically terrible, there was something wrong with your mind. And the last thing you knew, you were headed out the front door in a fit of rage. Your wife and family never saw you again. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. Welcome to the middle of the show, Wastelanders and Vault Dwellers. This is Tom or Robots. I hope you've been enjoying this story about some of the events that transpired right before the Great War. In Appalachia because of a West Tech facility. We're going to go into some more details in a moment about what's actually going on behind the scenes here. But first we have to thank our patrons. Thank you for all of your support. We don't have any new ones to shout out this week, but thank you to everybody who has supported the show and continues to support it. And a big shout out to our sentry bots who get shout outs every week. Cooper, Larry D, Mark C, and Sky R. Thank you for your support. Anybody who has signed up as a Assaultron or Sentry Bot, Tier 4 or 5 or higher, if you decide to sign up for Tier 6, that's kind of crazy, but you, hey, go for it if you want. Uh, you can join us next week for our patron chat. It is coming up very soon. This will be on Tuesday night, the 27th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, let us know what you want to talk about, and we'll start 
spinning around some ideas, spitting out some ideas, throwing ideas on the wall, whatever analogy you want to work, you want you want to use. Words are hard on uh, the Discord. And um, thank you for being here. I'm looking forward to that. If you are interested in joining us for that or anything else on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Fallout Lorecast is the place you can go. It's an easy way to say, hey, thanks for all the entertainment. Thanks for helping me get through my work day or my commute or whatever. And it really starts at a very low amount of money, which gets you things like ad-free episodes and stuff like that. So please consider that if that's something you'd like to do. And also, if you'd like to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, I will read that out on a future episode. We don't have any new ones this week, but that's a great way to support the show along with telling your friends and anything else. So thank you for all of your support. Let's move on with the rest of this story and what's actually going on in the background here. Here we go. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. All right, so let's get into some of the behind the scenes details of what's actually going on here. I hope you enjoyed putting you into this scenario from the perspective of somebody who lived in Huntsville during this time. Westec facility we've talked about before. They're behind the FEV virus. They have helped design a lot of the power armor. They are a key component in a lot of what's going on in the Fallout games. Now, we know that they have facilities in other locations, but when Fallout 76 came out, it was big news that there was a Westec facility here as well. And in the game, if you go into that facility, you find a bunch of super mutants. We've talked about this before, how they had something to do with the super mutants being in this location in this part of the world. You can see the vats of FEV. There's a good amount of stuff to dig into in that location. But the question I had today was, why are they there and what were they really doing behind the scenes? And it turns out that in August of 2075, they started a location in this part of the world in order to help grow more crops, which is exactly what happens in the story that I, I told you. It was part of what was called the Greenhouse Initiative, and it may have been connected to some of the research that vault Tech was doing at the facility that I talked about a few episodes ago, where they were also researching things that were going on with growing crops. That was a big issue at this time. And in August of 2075, we are just about two years away from the bombs dropping in October of 2077. And so time for the people here was very limited, but they didn't know it. So the initial purpose of this facility was to do crop research. And they were trying the pan immunity viron as a way to mutate the crops and to help grow more crops in order to solve food problems. And it's a great it's a great idea. Why not use something that they've been manipulating as a way to actually solve a problem and a sort of instead of cause a problem, right? It sort of makes sense. Part of uh, your brain will probably raise a red flag to this and go, well, that doesn't seem like a great idea. We know what the pan immunity virus did. We know how FEV works out and it's not a good idea. But at this time, they didn't really know that that was going to go the direction it did. And so that's how the beginning of research with viruses started at this location. By February of 2076, the Greenhouse Initiative was shuttered. It was closed down. And the facility needed to do something with the information they had about this virus and the researchers. And so they shifted a focus towards the forced evolutionary virus. And they wanted to see what else they could do with that. War was looming. They were looking for things that they could research that might help people. 
and might turn the tide of battle? Remember, the FEV virus was originally used for trying to develop things like super soldiers. And so if they had this facility here that was no longer researching food through the use of viruses, what if they researched similar viruses and its effect on creatures? What if they used those viruses on people? So they started developing variations on the FEV strain. And all of these strains were very hard to pin down. They were unpredictable. And their results and what they did were unpredictable. But at the same time this was happening, they were getting more and more pressure to actually come up with some results here in order to help with the military efforts that they were working with the government on. And they didn't have enough time to test all of these strains in isolated ways with volunteers or animals. And we know that West Tech wasn't necessarily the most moral organization in the way they tested these things, having tested at the other location on soldiers, enemy soldiers, people that they had captured. They didn't have any of those here. So what they did was they took one of the strains and they wanted to see what low level exposure would do to a population over a long term. And so they started adding it to the water supply. And this is when the flu started to get around. People started to get sick. Some of those people went to West Tech because they knew they were doing research on viruses and things to see if maybe there was a solution there. Those people didn't return. And before long, the panic started to spread and West Tech themselves created a barrier in order to keep people in Huntsville. Obviously, those people couldn't go back to work at the facility, but there were enough other people working at the facility from other locations in the area. And so research continued. Eventually, in November of 2076, this is just one year away from the Great War, the government intervenes. They send in the 12th Mountain Division to help support the quarantine and to hold off the population from Huntsville from escaping. And from their perspective, it made sense. The people in this area were the subject of an experiment. And that experiment didn't particularly look like it was going well. People were getting the flu. Mutations started to happen, a variety of different kinds of mutations. Anger levels increased, not just because they were being taken advantage of and people were getting sick, but because of the effects of the virus itself on their minds. Some of these people decide to try to attack the people that were keeping them in. And of course, they got gunned down. Others were in so much pain that they killed themselves. Suicide seemed like the only viable option out. These mutations were clearly unstable. They were not creating individuals who would actually live long lives or be useful in a war effort. So experiments continued at the West Tech facility. And then in January of 2077, one strain was close to a sustainable form, even though the subject died within 13 minutes. 
I guess that was the one piece of it that was not sustainable. I mean, death in 13 minutes seems like it's not sustainable, but had they survived, it seems like the rest of the evidence showed that it may have worked out. Research continues at West Tech, and we get a variety of other different descriptions as to what actually happens in the facility at this point. So by April of that year, we have an individual whose organic tissue was replaced with various forms of retinal tissue, one that was killed 12 days into the mutations by its canines, its teeth, the canine teeth, piercing the medulla oblongata, that is part of your brain, the teeth had grown into the skull. And this was by July 12th. And then there's another subject we know of that committed suicide immediately after being transferred to a holding cell in September of 2077. Notice the dates are very quickly creeping up to October. But before the bombs drop, there is some good news here. They knew what they were doing was dangerous. And in May of that year, 2077, they had succeeded in figuring out a compound that could neutralize the FEV virus. So this is something that you could dump into one of those containers with FEV in it and the virus would die. That's what I think it meant by neutralize. It was no longer either. It was either completely dead or it was no longer able to affect people in the ways that it was currently doing. And as a safety precaution, they created thousands of gallons of this neutralizing agent and kept it on site in case they would need to shut down these experiments at a moment's notice. So in October of 2077, experimental strains FEVS-006443 produced what would eventually become the Snallygaster. This was October 14th. We've talked about some of these monsters coming out of this facility before. October 23rd, we have the creation of the Grafton monster. These are sustainable mutations. The individuals did not die. They did not kill themselves. They did not become enraged to the point of throwing themselves against armed guards to get gunned down. These were sustainable mutations, but they were far from super soldiers that they were looking for. And then they ran out of time. October 23rd happens. The war breaks out. And as a last minute precaution, the researchers at West Tech in Appalachia dump the neutralizing agents into the vats in the facility in order to neutralize the FEV that was there. If you look at the specific details, the war breaks out on the 23rd. They waited a week and they got no word from the government. There was no response. They had no idea what was going on in the outside world. And this was their last precaution to make sure that this virus did not somehow escape and get into the, the wildlife and start mutating everybody. So on October 30th, they rendered all of the FEV at this facility inert. And that is the story of West Tech before the war. Now we know that the story doesn't actually end there because there are people who survive. There are many people who survive in this portion of the country because it doesn't get bombed the way so many other locations did. And that raises some questions. Did the 
Chinese not know about this facility in Appalachia in order to put it on its list? Was it protected somehow? Was it not the Chinese that dropped the bombs? There's all sorts of questions about that, right? And we also know, if you've played the games, that this facility is full of super mutants and vats with super mutants in them. So it's not the end of the story. But it does answer the question of why West Tech was in Appalachia. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and uh, I'll plan to come back to this topic a little bit more later in some fun and creative ways. And uh, if you've enjoyed it, then please let me know. Have a wonderful week out there. Stay safe in the wasteland. I'll see you next time. To plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Reach out to me on Twitter at robots underscore radio. Check out the Robots Radio Rocket Club where you can join me and a bunch of our other creators creating your podcast, starting a new podcast, or helping your current podcast grow. There's more information about that on robotsradio.net as well. And you can always talk with us and the entire community, over 2,000 people on the Robots Radio Discord. Come join us. We'd love to chat with you. See you guys next time.